What's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's edition of Heart to Heart. As you can tell, uh, my, my I'm, not, I'm not Stephanie. <laughs> not Stephanie. <laughs> Handsome guy, but not half as good looking as That's my exactly beautiful right. bride. And uh, we are just so delighted to have Dr. Yeah, Mike Smalley to here. here tonight on Heart to Heart. Before we even get started, we want you to know that you can check this out on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Roku TV. Uh, YouTube, all those social medias, but right now go down to the bottom and click share before we ever get going. Yeah. We want to spread the word. Tonight's going to be just a great, great episode, some great teaching, and so make sure you share, share, share right now. So man, uh, just thanks for coming yeah, out. Yeah, honored to be here. We started off preaching together in, in Germany back in the 90s. Long. Yeah, we played a few <laughs> miles together. A lot of, lot of miles. But man, we, uh, we had lunch a few weeks ago, Yeah. and uh, I'm telling you folks, I just... I left Mike and I was like, oh, you know, there was just so much revelation. And guys, uh, I'm, I'm, I've been around the block a few times. I've been to Bible college. I've got all kinds of great covenant relationships, friends that have sowed and poured into my life. But man, that day I left and I thought, man, that was so great. I was so full. And so I asked him, I said, man, will you come over and just share some of that uh, with our heart to heart audience? So thank yeah, you. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. You know, every one of us have a, a, a need. When we look at what Jesus did for us, how he saved us, how, you know, gave us a second chance, all of us want to give something back. Every one of us have a dream. We've got goals. We've got people we want to help. And it's different for everybody. Some people are really, you know, like you guys, you have the amazing feeding program and the orphans. Other people want to plant churches. They want to help unwed mothers. But all of us want to help people because of what Jesus has done for us. And to do that, as you know, you got to have divine provision. And all of us have a bigger heart than we probably presently have pocketbook. Right. So how do we unlock divine provision? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So how do you unlock say, divine I, supply? Right. People say, I want to help, yeah. but how do I have the, you know, maybe I don't have the resources. Exactly. The heart is there. The heart's always there. Yeah. Maybe the pocketbook is a little light. If you've got a dream to help orphans, unwed mothers, single moms, abused women, the, the, the quicker you understand that the more provision you have, the more people you can help, your whole mindset changes. And that's what I'm talking about a little bit tonight with you guys, just how, how do you unlock divine provision? Because obviously money just doesn't gravitate to people who have good intentions with it mm -hmm. or no unbeliever would have a dime. Right. You know, no atheist would have a dime. No pornographer would have a dime. No terrorist would have a dime, you know. But you have, you have heavy metal musicians that are millionaires and missionaries that are broke. So the heart is not what automatically draws divine provision. So how do we unlock that? That's kind of what's on my heart today. Well, man, I want you to be able to share that. And guys, I didn't bring this incredible man of God here for you to listen to me talk. Sometimes, you know, I'll go to churches and pastors will say, Michael, we want to get you up there as fast as we can. Yeah. We didn't bring you in. They hear me all the time. Right. And so you guys, you guys hear me all the time. So I'm really just going to kind of throw it to Dr. Smalley and let him share. Man, kick off tonight. Uh, I, I know you have an incredible testimony yeah. that you share as you travel around the world of how God, uh, one of the first times you felt impacted to, yeah. to, to sow. And I know we're going to talk about divine provision and so forth, but would you at least share yeah. that as we get kicked off tonight. Yeah, sure will, man. It, it, it's a privilege. Listen, wherever you're at right now, physically, you're watching on your cell phone, you got your iPad, or you're on your computer, maybe you're traveling, you're in a hotel, on a business trip. I really feel like the Holy Spirit's allowed you and I to have this conversation and, and be here with Michael together because really God's heart is to provide for our needs and to finance the call he's put in our heart. And all of us have a life assignment. You've got something you wanna do. You don't wanna just exist. You don't wanna just live life and then go to heaven. You wanna know when you look back on your life, 
You made a difference in souls and people that are hurting. And as you know, man, there's a broken world all around us. You know, years ago, we talked about Dr. Murdoch a minute ago, uh, my, my, my spiritual dad, and I was in the airport with him years ago, and a guy recognized Dr. Murdoch. I think we we're at JFK, and he ran over to him, and he, this guy's crying. He's a, he's a luggage handler, and he's, you know, he said, Try, I don't want people to see me here. I could get fired, but he said, my wife left me, and I'm bleeding inside. I, I don't know what to do, but I saw you, and I had to come. You know, would you pray for me real quick? So we just had seconds, you know, just two or three seconds to not get this guy fired because he's in the middle of, you know, taking bags off conveyor sure. belts and stuff. So we prayed for him and, and he couldn't even say thank you at the end of the prayer. He was so moved. Have you ever seen people like that? They, words don't come out, man. They're just that broken. Right. Dr. Murdoch said something to me I know you're going to resonate with and, and, and Michael and I certainly do. But he, he looked at me and he said, Mike, he said, don't ever wait until you get to the pulpit to minister to other people. He wow. said, there's an ocean inside of you and a desert all around you. And that's so true for you and I that know the Lord, who, who we've seen who we were before we met Christ, we got born again, and then when we saw how He gave us grace and mercy, our first response is, okay, Lord, what can I do now for you? Who can I help? And the minute you get a caring heart for other people, you instantly understand how important finances are and financial resources, because the more you have, the more you can bless. You know, I was in a restaurant a while back and I said to the waitress, you know, we're helping a lot of people in Nicaragua and other places. And I said, have you seen the need there? And she said, oh yeah, I have, but I can't afford to help. And the reason she stopped on that is she had just got through saying to me, you know, I don't really think money's for me. I, I make a little bit here doing a waitress job. I got enough to pay my bills for me and my kid, but I don't want a lot because she'd been taught money makes you backslide or money makes you, you know, put your trust in riches and the love of money. <laughs> she had all that messed up. But when I said to her, well, are you helping the needy kids you see on TV? And her first response is, no, I can't afford. She didn't even want to say it, but she realized money's not just for us. It's for us to get through us to touch other people. You know, I want to just remind you, in Genesis 8.22, the Bible says something real profound. And if you've got a pen, I'd write some of these scriptures down because I want to take you to a whole new level in your faith and your receiving. You've got dreams and goals. And I'm an evangelist. Michael's an evangelist. We have a traveling ministry. That's not for everybody. But you have something you want to do for God. There's lots of things you would do. If you had an extra $10,000 a month coming in, or an extra $1,000 a month coming in, there's no shortage of ideas that would already be in your mind for who you would help, what you would do, who you would sow into, because the passion's already in you. But if you're like most people that I've met in the 40 countries I've traveled to, what they wanna do for God, they can't because it just don't have the money for it. They don't have the finances. Why isn't every pastor in America on ABC every night of the week? Why isn't every pastor on the radio? Because, because they don't want to, they don't want to talk to their city, they don't want people to hear about Jesus. No, it's because the financial resources aren't there. Why Why are there any churches that are, that are not totally paid off? Don't have the finances yet. It's not because churches want to be in debt, it's because the resources aren't quite in their hand yet. So Genesis 8.22 says, as long as the earth remains, and we're obviously all still here, There'll be cold and heat, summer and winter, seed, time, and a harvest. God's telling us how He's always going to run the universe. There'll be a seed to sow, a time to wait, and then a harvest. And the waiting part is the drag part. Nobody likes that. I don't like it. I, <laughs> we, we understand sowing. We understand reaping. But the waiting thing, and we, we've said phrases in the church for years like, you know, uh, sowing and reaping. Well, there's no such thing as sowing and reaping. It's sowing, waiting, and reaping. It's seed, then some time, and then a harvest. And in Galatians, the Bible says that we will reap what we sow. Now, when you and I were growing up, a lot of you know hard-nosed preaching and stuff, 
I was taught that scripture was like a judgment scripture. Like, you know, you smoke 10 packs of cigarettes a day, you're going to get cancer. You reap what you sow. If you drink a whiskey every night, you're going to get liver, you know, disease. Uh, you reap what die. you sow. It was like a shaking, you know, your finger in your face judgment scripture. But when you go back and read that verse in Galatians, it, it's not about judgment. It's about money. The whole context is he's telling you how God runs the universe. Your what becomes your that. Whatever you sow, and he actually said this in, in the verse above it, don't be deceived, God will not be mocked. In other words, if you get anything in the Bible wrong, don't get this part wrong. Because if you fail to grab this, God's not responsible because he's made this so simple. He's just telling you, whatever you sow, that's what's coming towards you. So if you need love, you sow love. We were taught as kids, the only way to have a friend is what? Be one. If I need money, I sow money. If I sow wisdom, I sow wisdom. If I need love, I sow love. If I need someone to pray for me, I pray for other people. And the seed I sow becomes the harvest that I reap. That's the okay. universal law of God. And so even sinners understand that. Even Buddhists and Hindus will say, you reap what you sow. What comes around goes around. The only people struggling with that are Christian people. <laughs> it's so true. The very people God wanted to know. It's not a judgment scripture. It's how to inventory your life. So God is a giver. Satan is a thief, and man is a collector. God gives, Satan steals, man hoards. He grabs his goodies, he holds them close, he doesn't want to let them go, he keeps on to his stuff. And one of those three things describes you and I. We're going to be a giver, we're going to be generous, we're going to be a thief, or we're going to grab and hold on to everything we have and be miserable going through life. Wow. I want to be a giver, and I know you want to be a giver, and I know your partners are giving. You were telling me just a couple of weeks ago, man, I think that they need to know this, that everything everything yeah. gives yeah talk a little bit about that yeah that's if a god created thing. it it gives this is what's very interesting so giving in and of itself doesn't impress god and here's why because everything he created has no choice it has to give so if god's not impressed like he's not impressed that i'm breathing right now because if he wants me to be alive, he knows I'm, I'm breathing. I don't even have, I'm breathing in my sleep. I don't think about it. You don't think about sure. it. So everything God made gives. Satan gives. Shame, guilt, hard time, demons, oppression, temptation. An atheist will drop money in the Salvation Army bucket at Christmas time. A child molester did the same thing. You go any category you want of, quote, bad people, murders, rapists, terrorists. A terrorist will put a backpack bomb on his firstborn kid, send him into a bus station, blow him up, and give his kid for the cause. Everything gives. A flower, right? Can't a flower. Say, I'm not going to give off an odor an anymore. An odor anymore, yeah. Sun can't say tired of giving heat. The ocean can't say tired of sustaining everybody with all of the fish. The moon can't say we're tired of shining at night and the stars can't fall out of the sky. Everything God made has to give. Wow. You're going to give a bad attitude off for a good attitude, but you can't not give something. Right. We're always giving. So what is it that impresses God? If, if giving is not impressing God, what is it? We find that in, in Hebrews because he said, without what? Faith. It's impossible. It's impossible to please me. So how does my faith link into my giving? Very simple. I take something that I can see, which is my income, and I give it to a God that I, that I cannot see, believing He's going to get in covenant with it, kiss it, and send it back to me multiplied in time for whatever my needs are to be met. I take something I already had that I could apply to something else, right. and I give it to a God I can't see. And he actually told us in Malachi, in my own you know, street terminology, he said, throw me some money up here. And if more doesn't come down than you threw up, then you'll know I'm not real. Mm. But he reversed it and said, but... 
If I pour out for you a blessing you can't room enough to receive, then you'll know. He said, test me in this and see if I'm not. That's how God tells us to test him is with our finances, with our trust. So listen, whenever you feel like pulling back with your giving, and if you let your emotions dictate your giving, you'll, if you let your budget, if you let, you know, oh, I can't afford it this month. If you let your budget and your emotions decide your generosity, Satan will always control your harvest. Mm. But when you follow the mind of the Holy Spirit, what you talked about earlier that happened to me years ago, I just started preaching. You know, we, we met in college and we were kids together. Well, when I was, you know, in my 20s, God, you know, thrust me out into full-time evangelism. And it was my, my dream. It's what I'd want to do my whole, you know, teenage years. I just want to go preach, travel the world. I'm like one month into it. And I got up one morning and I couldn't talk, lost my voice. Mm. So somebody turned me on to a, a voice doctor who was, this was his clientele list, Kenny Rogers, Prince, Mick Jagger, Ronald Reagan, Gene Simmons of Kiss, Bono of U2. Okay? And Mike Small. And Mike Small, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in the audience, why am I here? So, but when the guy looked down my throat and said, wow, and he scared me with what he said. And for time, I won't bore you a lot, but there was, a, there was something that grew up on my vocal cords. And he said, don't whisper, don't talk, don't go home and talk to your kids, nothing. He said, you're done. Shut down every meeting, every crusade, it's over. Wow. And he said, you, you, know, you better do what I say if you ever want to have a ministry. You know, I mean, it scared me to death. It really did. And back then, I didn't have monthly partners. We have them now. We've got staff. I didn't have any of that back then. So when I canceled all my meetings for weeks and you know, canceled it all, I had no way of knowing how am I going to pay my bills. So long story short, I couldn't talk. I couldn't get a secular job. I couldn't go ask, can I dig a ditch for you? There was no Uber back then. You couldn't, I just, I was shut down. We drained every account we had down to about $1,000 to our life. That's it, every account combined. And back then, you know, this is late 90s. I think our mortgage payment was $8.50 a month. So just that one bill alone, you know, knocks out all I've got. And I went to hear Steve Hill preach, who was, you know, Pensacola Revival, you know that. And I went into a church and sat on the second row just to get some encouragement. Like, I, I said, God, I've got to have you talk to me, man. My, my ministry's messed up. My voice is messed up. All of that. And while I'm sitting here, they go to receive an offering, which I had no intention of giving in. That's a, none. <laughs> That's how it works. And I'm reasoning my mind. Steve Hill's famous. He's got money. He's a Brownsville Revival guy, you know. Maybe maybe God will talk to him about giving something to me because I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> And I'm sitting on the second row of this church, and I think, okay, this is going to take five minutes. I'm going to ignore the whatever they do, you know, get this offering out of the way. While I'm sitting there, God nudges me, man, as clear as I'm talking to you now. And he said, I want you to plant a $500 seed and watch what I do. And man, I plummeted like into a, you got to be kidding me mode. You know, I mean, it crushed me. It really did. Anybody tells you it's always fun and easy to give has been saved about 90 seconds <laughs> or they're lying. <laughs> Because it's not because always fun. we start fun. doing the mathematics in our head. Instantly. I'm thinking that's that's 50 now. $500 may not be a lot to some of you, but to me it was 50% of my net worth. At that time. Not just my present paycheck. That's all I had. And every account combined was about a grand, maybe $1,200 at the most. And God's asking for $500 like right then. Now I'm reasoning, okay, I'm on the second row. The ushers are going to take 10 steps and I'm going to be either in disobedience or obedience. And so I'm having this battle with God while they pray. And I heard it again. It was so calm, he just said, trust me and watch what I could do with a $500 seed. Watch what I could do. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, man, if I go down, if I go down, I might as well go down <laughs> obedient. <laughs> might as well go down giving. And I'm sitting there reasoning, my, my bills are more than 500 bucks. My bills are more than a thousand. I don't even have one month worth of provision. I don't have one month left of anything. So if what's in my hand is not enough to meet my need, it's not my harvest. So I should just make it a seed. 
Oh, I hope somebody heard that. If what's in your hand is not enough. Yeah, if it's not enough anyway. If it's not what you've got right now, what you've hoarded, what you've got, what you've legitimately earned. If it's not enough to meet a need, then it's not your harvest. Because harvest is good measure, pressed down, shaking and running over. That That's abundance. Harvest is needs met plus extra. It's barns filled with plenty. It's I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You don't have room enough to receive, which really means you don't have enough. You will, you'll have so much, it'll be hard for you to manage it. Right. That's what it means. So I'm sitting there thinking, man, $500. But listen, if I'd have kept the 500, I knew this. If I kept the 500, that's the most it's ever going to be. And it wasn't enough anyway. But I knew if I gave God the 500, that was the least it would ever be because he was going to get in covenant to it and send it back to me multiplied. You're basically authorizing him to be able to show up in a great way, right? Because nothing leaves heaven till something leaves the earth. And that's so critical. Jesus said, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find, knocking the door is open. But every one of those things start with us. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask, I've gotta knock, I've gotta seek, or he's not obligated to do a thing. So when I when I hear him say, Mike, I'm looking at what's in my hands and I'm looking at what's in yours and I wanna make an exchange, our tendency is to go, man, not now. That's what I actually said. Now, why don't you wait until my voice is back, till I've got money in the bank, I then can. we'll talk. But he's asking for it right now. And I had gone in there for some encouragement. Now I'm totally discouraged and it's God's fault. <laughs> this is not, I'm not enjoying it. But I sit there and I just said, God, if, if, I, if I go down, I'm going down obedience. I, I, this old school man, I wrote the check out for $500. It was, you know, back in the 90s. Wrote the check out. And for three days, I walked my house just stunned. Like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that, you know, that atmosphere got to me, you know, whatever you say. But on the third day, a man I hadn't seen in years called me up out of the blue. He had no idea what I had done. He said, can you meet me for lunch? I said, yes. He starts crying. He's six foot six. He's a huge guy. And he says, I broke my shoulder. And he was a trucker. He said, I, I got fired from my job because I couldn't change gears anymore. Wow. No disability, no unemployment, nothing. Just sending me. He said, I hadn't had a paycheck for my family in six months. He said, last night, I found a power drill in my garage I forgot I had. And I pawned it today in the Dallas pawn shop. And they gave me $1,200. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Ray, good for you, man. That's awesome. Then Ray starts crying. And then his hand starts shaking and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out all 12 $100 bills. And he said, but God told me to give it to Come you. On. And he put in my hand, I just sewed the $500. Then I, I was with Ray. Now Ray's sewing $1,200. So I've had a, a nice harvest, but I'm happy for me, but I'm really sad for Ray. Except I knew God's doing something in his life. So I grabbed him by the hands. I told him what I just told you guys. How God had had me sow the 500 when I just had 1,200. Now, did you catch that? I had about 1,000 to 1,200. Now, Ray gives me 1,200. And do you think God would have prompted him to do that had I been disobedient with the other? Of course not. So I sowed. Now I'm receiving three days later. So I said, Ray, God's no respecter of persons, man. If you haven't had a paycheck in six months and God tells you to give your first one all away, you got a harvest coming. So I said, take me by the hand. And let's just pray real fast. So we did. He drove right back to his Dallas hotel, called his wife. She said, where were you two hours ago? Now you're married, man. Come on. Imagine you haven't had a paycheck in six months. You married people. You had not had a paycheck in six months. Your first one you get and you give it all the way to a preacher. Now you got to go tell your wife where that you, you've just you done that. And she said, where were you two hours ago? And he explained. He said, I was giving some money away. God told me. And she began to laugh. And he, he thought he had the wrong number. He told me that he hung up on her. <laughs> 
He really did. He said, I thought I had the wrong number. I had the wrong wife. So she called back and said, don't you know I serve the same God you do? She said, two hours ago, the disability insurance company we've been fighting for six months called out of the blue, said they re-reviewed the files. They were wrong. We were right. They're reconfirming our address because they're overnighting the first of several checks for $5,000. Come on, come on. Two hours after, went back to the voice doctor. He looked down my throat and said, not only are you totally normal, but the, the growth that was on your vocal cords has not only vanished, but there's no trace, no trace it was even there. What was that time span in the, in the time span that he said, not don't long, do anything? Not long. Wow. Not long at all. Now, that's been 40 countries later. I've walked to a pulpit over 7,000 times, national radio show, national TV show. My voice is working great. I feel great. I'm doing great. And I trace a lot. So many things back in my life changed with that $500 seed. Wow. So I'm right back to the pulpit, and now I've got a testimony because I've seen what God's doing with all of these things. And so I, I'm sharing this, and a young man walked up to me, still lives here in Dallas to this day. He had scoliosis of the spine. He had four kids, walked up crying. And I'm not being unkind, but he was, he was all twisted like that. And he said, I can't, I can't work. I can't do. I've got four. He said, I've got $23,000 in right now due bills on my, on my coffee table. Mm. Not debt. Bills due like this month. And he said, I got, I got 500 bucks. He said, you think God would do it for me if he did it for you guys? So I prayed for him. Three days later, a man knocked on his door he'd never seen before. He said, I'm dying of, a, of an incurable disease. I'm very wealthy. I'm a born-again believer. None of my kids are saved. I know they're not going to spend my money for godly things. So God's asked me to begin giving it away before he takes me home. I heard about you and your need. Here's a check for $18,000. And he got in the car and drove away. God never saw him again. So over and over again, man, I had another guy named Ricky who had, he'd moved from Michigan down to Texas, emptied his life savings to start a business. It was going bankrupt. He was down to 500 bucks. Walked up to me crying, said, if God did it for those guys, I bet he'd do it for me. He <laughs> sold $500. That day, a wealthy lady heard about him, called, and he got more business out of one phone call with her than the previous nine months combined. And I began to see it happen over and over and over again. When we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, when God talks to you about a seed, he's got a harvest on his mind. God's got everything he needs. But he needs us to wrap faith around something. And somebody says, well, is it wrong to give expecting anything in return? How could you even be saved if you ask that? Can you imagine somebody coming up to you and saying, Michael, I've been, I've been a heathen all my life. I want to pray one prayer and get forgiveness. Would you send that guy back to his seat and go, well, that's selfish. You're not, you're, you're not praying for needy children. You're not going to pray for people with cancer. You want to pray. The only reason you're praying that prayer is to get forgiveness. What would you say to that guy? Or if he walks up and says, I've got stage four kidney cancer, would you pray for my healing? He said, well, I would, but that's a pretty selfish prayer. You want to be healed? You, you want to pray a prayer? The you. only reason you're praying that prayer is to be healed? Well, yeah, the Bible says whoever calls on his name shall be saved. It said, if I'm sick, I can go for prayer and be healed. The same Bible says, if I need a harvest, I can sow a seed and expect God to do his part. Man, like if people could, listening tonight, wrap their mind around this principle. Yeah. We don't give to get all the time. Yeah. You know, we give to give. But, you know, there's so many people that are just week to week, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And, you know, God has blessed my life. I've actually had people say, you know, man, I, I don't even want you to come to my church because you're just so blessed. And it was almost like, what, you know, I don't have to be ashamed of being right. blessed. Right. But when people ask me what how did that happen? What are the right. principles? I'm like, do you really want to know? Because I mean, I'll tell you if you really want to know. Yeah. And then when you tell them, they're almost deflated. Like, oh, that's what I got. That's what, that's the that's the law of the harvest, you give, folks. You give, you sow. When we started our national radio program years ago, the you know, the, the airtime was way, way from huge for me, like, like 12 grand a month. 
and I and I got right to month number one and I paid it. Month number two, eh, didn't have it. And I had a couple thousand dollars in the bank and I'm sitting in a service one day and they were going to an off, you know, receive an offering. I had no intention of giving in that. I'm doing the math. I need thousands for this. My first part of that was $4,400. I had 2,000 in the bank. Holy Spirit said, I want you to empty that, give 2,000. I'm telling God, I'm explaining, I'm trying to help God out. I sure. need 4,400 like now. I got two. I don't want to be back at zero. But I knew it was God. I knew, I, you know, the, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Our biggest problem is not that we don't hear from God. It's that our flesh doesn't like yeah. to admit that we know we are. Right. We quarrel with it. We, it's, it's our nature to, oh, God, not now. Come back later. You know, when I win the lottery, then I'll give $500. And I'll, you know, I used to think millionaires were all that gave $500. And it dawned on me one day, the only thing you need to sow $500 is five hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. That's all you have to have. Just be obedient. But I, I, I did that day. I wasn't happy about it. But I wrote the check out for two thousand dollars. Three days later, I don't know why stuff happens to be in threes. But three days later, I got a phone call from that radio station in New York City. It said a guy was walking down the hallway of some building in New York City that had a speaker system in the hallway. They were playing the radio station I was on. My program was on while he was walking down the hall. He stopped and listened to it for five minutes. It touched his heart. He called the building manager to find out what the radio station was, called the radio station to find out who I was, and then asked for the accounting department to say, does this guy owe any airtime? They said, right now he owes $4,400. And that guy said, I'm gonna pay it right now and gave him a credit card and wiped out my debt in three days from a $2,000 seed. And my harvest kept multiplying on and on and on after that. So when God nudges us, Michael, about a seed, it's not because he's trying to torment us. It's because he's inviting us to something greater. So our own family's blessed. Our church is blessed. The desires of our heart are blessed. You want to you want to help 10 orphans this month. You want to help 100 orphans next month. You want to help some unwed mothers. We talked about tonight about a guy, a pastor we all know, whose, whose wife is on deathbed with cancer. And he's needing some funds for different things. We can sit there and pray and say, you know, God bless you. And that's good. But he needs somebody to write a check. That's he needs somebody to start the GoFundMe page, right? He needed fifteen hundred dollars to fly family to in. fly family in for something like that. But 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 the point is, is that you know we need divine favor on our money so we can fulfill the call of God in our life. And there's so much need around us. The gospel's got to go. The Bibles have to be printed. All that. But just broken people in our neighborhood who need something simple like you know a couple of weeks of a ride to school or help them rent a car while theirs is in the shop. There's so many people going through stuff. And if we just unlock divine provision, there's no limit to what we can do. Mm-hmm. Money's the influencer. We know that. Hollywood's influences. And not because they're talented, because they, they got money. They're not broke. MTV's not broke. And, and, and the politicians aren't broke. That's why they're able to peddle what they do. So if the church ever rises up and says, we have a Jehovah Jireh, we don't have a Jehovah Republican. We don't have a Jehovah Democrat. We have a Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord provides for us. And when he nudges us about a seed, it's time to sow because God's got a harvest on his mind. And I just want, if you'd be okay, I want to pray. I want to pray a prayer tonight. And I really feel stirred about this. I want to pray for 50 miracles in the lives of 50 people. And some of you are watching live right now. Others of you are watching on the replay but I really want to pray for 50 miracles in the lives of 50 people. And I, you might be in a place I was many years ago where, where, where you're just desperate. You're desperate in your health. You're desperate for a touch in your marriage or your mind. Mm. Maybe you're battling with suicidal thoughts or maybe maybe everything's great, but you just want God to take you to a whole new level. Yes. You're not content with where you are. Yes. I want to pray the same prayer that I prayed for Ray and for Ricky and all the people I've talked about tonight. I want to pray the same prayer for you. I want to ask God to shock you with how fast he could be good to you. 
And I'm going to ask you at the minute I finish my prayer, don't do anything till I finish this prayer because I really want you and I to lock in together. But as soon as I finish my prayer, I'm going to ask 50 of us, this is not for everybody, but when I pray, you'll have an immediate knowing in your heart if you're one of my 50. You'll just know that. God will bear witness to you that you're one of the 50. When I finish that special prayer, I want to ask you to do something very special. I'm going to ask you to plant like I did, a $500 seed. I'm gonna ask you to do it into Michael's ministry. I believe they're, he and Stephanie are amazing soil. They've got so much going on. You know that. You know what they're doing all around the world. Every week preaching the gospel, seeing souls saved, helping children around the world. So much it's happening. But more than what that'll do to help them, I wanna go back to you because I want you to see what's in this for you. Yes, you need a harvest. You need God to, to multiply back. You see, your seed is deciding your harvest. Your giving is not deciding my harvest. It's not deciding Michael's harvest. Our giving is deciding our receiving. Your sowing is deciding your receiving. And I just want to pray. You know, you're probably like me. You didn't wake up this morning thinking you'd do this today. You didn't know when you tuned in tonight that's what it's going to be about, but God did. And you can keep what's in your hand. And you'll, you'll probably have a good day tomorrow. But somewhere down the line, when God wanted to set you up for a harvest, will it be there? Because if we keep what's in our hand, that's the most it'll ever be. But if we release it to God, that's the least it'll ever be because He's going to get in covenant with it and send it back to you multiplied. Father, I set myself in covenant right now for 50 miracles in the lives of 50 people. Father, your sheep know your voice and another they will not follow. Lord, this seed of $500 may be something we sow at one time on our debit card tonight. Or it might be something we have to plan out over the coming months. Maybe $50 a month for 10 months. It might be money we'd set aside for a rainy day. It might be something we'd set aside for a vacation or the down payment on a car. I don't know if it's money we pull from one account to the next. Lord, I don't know how you're going to make it possible for your family to sow, but your sheep know your voice. Yes, yes. And there's not a disobedient person listening right now. Father, those of us who feel stirred that this is a divine invitation, Lord, you're no respecter of persons. If you change my world, with a $500 seed. You can do it for those listening right now. If you do it for Ray, if you do it for Charlotte, if you did it for Ricky, if you did it for Sonny and Anna, you're no respecter person. So I set myself in a covenant with you right now tonight. 50 miracles in the lives of 50 people. And the moment, Father, we click on the right link, the moment we touch the text to give, the moment we move forward in obedience, I ask you at that moment, let the first wave of the harvest begin to swiftly move toward their life. Hallelujah. Father, shock your people. Shock them with how fast you can be good to them. We trust you for divine supply in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. amen. Praise you know God. What, Mike, I felt in my spirit while you were praying that some are actually even going to be listening to this. They're not even going to be watching it. Yeah. They're going to be listening, whether it be on iTunes or whether it be on watching on Roku TV or listening on iHeartRadio. Right. Uh, maybe you're in your car or maybe you're just driving down the road, you're going to work and you're hearing this right now. Uh, if the Lord is speaking to you, I promise you, yeah. uh, not only is this good ground, but you are empowering us. You know, people tell me all the time, Pastor, you know, I sow into you because, uh, you know, I can't jump through airports and I can't go all over the world and I can't right. do that you know there's got to be people that do the ministry yeah. but there's got to be people that finance and the you've ministry. been doing it how long now 30 years, yeah, 30 years. So. in three weeks we'll be going to kenya and nairobi yeah. uh, through our one child project just looking at all the hope centers that are providing food and wow. clothing and medical care and vaccinations and education the gospel of jesus yeah. christ when it said it's going to the ends of the earth yeah. i truly believe we are seeing this broadcast is going all yeah. over the world you are helping us right. by sowing this seed uh, I've had people tell me, Michael, I, I don't want to. I don't want to live out of a suitcase. God bless you. Yeah, yeah.
but God has blessed me, and, and so I'm partnering with yes. you so to send you out. So. How can we do it? How, how, how do they do? The, the, is there a button they can click on? Or they, I know there's text to give as well. Yeah. T- tell us how, because so, we want to help you. We want to stand with you. Information is coming up at the bottom of the screen. Two of the best <laughs> ways is obviously michaelrowanministries.com, and there are two buttons there. Both of them say donate, one at the top and one in the middle. You can click <clears> the donate button. You can sow your seed there. Also, you can text to give 937-240-5118. The first time you do that, just takes a couple, two, three minutes to do it, and then after that, it's automatic. But we really, really, uh, as being a faith-based ministry, you know, I had a pastor ask me one time, Michael, what what do you mean by faith-based ministry? I said, well, it's a fancy way to say, I don't know what I make every week. (laughs) It just sounds more spiritual to say we're faith-based. But we truly, from week to week, have no idea how, why, but for 30 years, man, not one week has went by. Uh, Has there been some close moments? Have there been some times where I was like, all right, Lord, this has got to be you. But I know that you're going to take care of me because I know that I'm a giver. I sow seeds. So I want my harvest not to stay in my hand. Farmers don't walk around in the fields with all this seed in their hand going, well, I hope I can get some good harvest. They've got to release it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I tell you what, I feel stirred about because this is so critical that God God deals in numbers. Now, when I was a kid, I was taught that God didn't care about numbers. Oh. Then one day I realized he wrote a whole book in the Bible after that subject. <laughs> but I want you to count. If you're one of my 50, you're feeling like, you know, I, I, I'm supposed to do this. I want you to count off 50 days from today. Matter of fact, I would just write the date down in the back of your Bible and mark off 50 days and begin to journal what God would do for you. And it's very difficult when you're in a place of need. So, man, why don't I wait till some more things click for me, then I can give. You missed the whole point. This is how you get out. This is how you get to a new level. God gives. Right. Satan steals, man hoards, but God is a giver. So which one of those will you want to be? You want to be a thief? You want to hoard? You want to hold on to stuff? Or you want to open up in faith? The giving is not what impresses God. It's the faith mm-hmm. that he will bring it back Hallelujah. to you when you need it. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. He told us that. In Mark chapter 10, Peter said, Lord, we've left everything to follow you. You know, like, what's in it for us? Right. And Jesus said, nobody who's given up anything for my sake or the gospel. So that's the message or the messenger. If you sow into the message or the messenger, Jesus himself said, you will not fail to get your gift back in this lifetime. 100-fold return. That's better than Wall Street. It's better than anybody can do. 100 times more. So this is an amazing thing. So go to the phone right now. If you call the number or you just click on the button there, you can do text to give, reach for your phone. Plant this seed. If you can sow it in its entirety today, do that because the faster your seed enters the soil, the faster the harvest comes back to you. If you're sitting there saying, Michael, man, I'd love to do this, but I don't have 500 bucks. I literally don't even have it. It doesn't exist in my bank account. Don't feel bad about that. There'd be no condemnation for that. But I would encourage you then to do the very best that you can. If it's $10, if it's 50, but make a faith promise. Just say, God, if you'll provide for me an extra $500 above anything else I'm already involved with in my church, et cetera, if you'd provide for me an extra $500, I will obey. I'll sow it. Back into Michael Rowan Ministries. I'll, I'll be obedient. I'll, I'll do it. Listen, if we can't even use our faith to call in seed, how would you use your faith to call in a harvest? Mm. If you can't call in something to give away, how would you call in a debt-free house? If we we got to start somewhere. So use your faith. Work like God reacts to our faith. That's everything so clear from New Testament. He reacts to our faith. That's the part yes. about giving. Yes. When you wrap expectation around it. Did I want to sow? 
$2,000 when I needed $4,400? No, but I knew the voice of God and I knew he never nudges me about what's in my hand unless he's looking at what's in his and he's going to make a swap. Amen. But he can't make the swap if I don't take the step of obedient faith. Wow. So this is not really about us. It's about your harvest because we want you to have one. In yes. Obviously, we're going to preach the gospel with it. You're going to do a lot of good things with it. But you're going to rock and roll just fine whether anybody gives you a dime or not. That's true. As, because your harvest is not controlled by other people. Right. But what might you and I miss if we wow. disobey God? What Can you imagine going to heaven one day? I, I, I feel like there's going to be a room for me of missed opportunity. And God's <laughs> going to say, I had this for you and this for you, but you didn't obey. You held on. I don't want to get there and find that. I want to be able to say, God, I trusted you. Yes. I emptied. I did whatever you say. And you, you came through for me. And yes, he always yes. does. So do that. Text to give is there. The website is there. But let's do it like now. Like in an altar call at church, we all go at the same time. We all go together. While the Holy Spirit's hovering over the airwaves, just respond. Just, if you never do it again in your life, I dare you to try it today. Count off 50 days and watch what God will do. You know what? If you're one of the 50 that Mike talked about, I would love to see... Uh, someone email, uh, go to our Facebook, yeah. go to Michael Run Ministries and email us there. I want to hear of the great things that God did in the next 50 days yeah. if you were one of those 50 and were obedient. Man, we have, we've just ran out of time, but uh, man, would you visit us maybe here in another week or two? Yeah, I'd love Let's it. Let's do another program. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd uh, love it. Too much to put all in one night. I just love seeing God come through for people. And man, we've seen it. We've seen people get houses given to them. We've seen a debt-free car. We, we've seen amazing business deals. All because people react right. to a divine moment to plant a seed. We hope this encouraged you and blessed you tonight. Man, would you just make sure that you share this word. This word needs to be shared by other people. Uh, I don't want anybody in the body of Christ having a poverty mentality. Uh, we want you to be blessed. So uh, speaking of, we're going to put our hands out and bless them before Amen. we're done tonight. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious Amen. unto you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you strength. Amen. And may he cover you with his name, the name of Jesus. Dr. Smalley, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for a powerful word. And God bless you guys. We will see you on Heart to Heart next time.